Welcome in to the Hot Hangout Podcast. We're glad to have you here joining us for this one. Very, very exciting because we are going to be ranking each of our favorite Star Wars movies on our personal lists, 1 to 11. It's going to be a great time. This is one that I think Joey and I have probably done informally before, but uh, we're, we're now making our official lists of our favorite movies. Uh, before we hop into that, make sure if you're not already subscribed to the Hot Hangout YouTube channel, check us out there. We just uh, passed 150 subscribers on the YouTube, so shout out to everyone who's subscribed over there. And you can always listen to the Hot Hangout podcast everywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple. Check us out on all the socials as well, including Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Hot Hangout on each of those Joey, what's going on? Are you excited to be ranking all your favorite Star Wars movies today? I think this is a staple of every Star Wars conversation <laughs> ever. It. And it took us 43 episodes to get to it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited to talk about our favorite and least favorite. I'm not going to say, you know, that we hate anything. It's just going to be from our favorite and, and our least favorite uh, Star Wars movies. So we are going to have some fun today. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely. I feel like we've, again, we've had this discussion before about which ones we like, which ones we don't like, certain ones that you're higher on, certain ones that I'm higher on than others. Um, also worth noting that we did choose to include not just episodes one through nine, but also Solo and Rogue One into these rankings. Um, so we're going to be getting every single uh, Star Wars movie. Did we... No, no Clone Wars movie because I could easily throw that in there real quick if you want me to. Uh, yeah, we, I... we did not include it at this moment, but <laughs> no, no Clone let's Wars just, movie. Let, let's just say that my rating would have been equal to what the Rotten Tomatoes rating is. Yes, if you managed to uh, catch episode forty-one of the podcast, we briefly mentioned and discussed the uh, the Clone Wars movie, how it did not do so great uh, back when it came out, almost I guess over fifteen years ago at this point, but oh, that long ago. Yeah. So for the sake of this uh, list and this episode, just live action movies today. Uh, but before we get into the movies, we do have a a brief little thing that I I have not seen this yet. And I was told is going to be a surprise to <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, so to, do you have a surprise for me? Joey? Yeah, just a little surprise. So, so something that I've seen on Instagram and the, the ads that have been popping up, it keeps popping up and I've seen it and it looked pretty cool, but I never clicked through. Until today, I was hanging out with my brother, and he said, have you seen this? And I'm like, I've seen it, yeah. Like, Have you seen the video? I'm like, oh, I haven't seen the video yet of it. So I, I'm, I was assuming it was probably something a little cool, but I, it ended up being a lot cooler than I would have imagined. So I did want to share with you to see if, um, to see if uh, what you thought of it. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think you'll like it. So let's, uh, let's take a look. Okay. I think I'll be able to hear the audio too. Empire will compensate you if he dies. Put him in. Now this is actual audio that comes out of it. Wait, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, the ornament is the whole thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. And this is like audio that's clipped directly from the film, obviously. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like a redoing. This is the actual audio from right, right. Empire. Huh? <laughs> How long is this? This is all one or two minutes. Oh my god! Yeah. I think this well, is, the video is. This is one ornament. By the way, if there's any audio only listeners, I love you. there's basically I know. like a giant platform of when they're in Bespin. City and uh, or Cloud City in on Bespin, and it's the scene where Han Solo is about to be frozen in carbonite, and it's like it's this giant reenactment of it by these Christmas ornaments. Are they ornaments or is it all one ornament? It's all one ornament. That's crazy. That can do all of this. But wait, wait, is there a is there a twist? Oh, it's not over yet. He's in the Carbonite currently. Don Williams Imperial March going. What's happening right now? Oh. <laughs> Wait, he actually emerges in Carbonite. <laughs> That's <Yes>. great. <laughs> yes. 
Wait, where does the Han Solo action figure go? I don't know. Well, he's been, he's in the Carbonite. <laughs> don't you? Know right, that? right. That's actually really cool. Right. <laughs> so, uh, when are we both picking up one of those? I know. Uh, so there are they're completely sold out on the website right now. It is it is July, and we can't even get it our hands on it yet because they've already sold out. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So I will be scouring the internet. Or at least the hallmark.com uh hashtag not uh not an ad. Um of trying to uh trying to get that uh that ornament for Christmas time. So will it go back in stock before Christmas or is it that's just what sold it out? I mean that's what it says. It, it says like out of stock now we'll be trying to get more of them in, in uh into the store or whatever. So I thought uh so my brother showed it to me and I'm like, Oh, I've gotta show this on the podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Which also begs the question, where will Empire uh, end up on our, our list of rankings? Mm. Can I tell you that since, so in, in preparation for this episode, I was watching like different people's lists on YouTube, just kind of okay. seeing like how certain people felt about it. Mm. Not so much to influence my own thoughts on my rankings, but just kind of, yeah. it, it's fun to know how other Star Wars fans feel about the episodes. Right. And um, there are some lists where there, there's like, I mean, I think we can all like understand that Empire is not going to be last on either of our lists, yeah, yeah, right? For sure. But there's like lists where Empire is like down at the bottom, and I'm like, whoa, wow. what is this? Yeah, it's just That's a automatic unsubscribe from their <laughs> socials. So it's, it's just wild, like the range of opinions when it comes to like how people feel about certain movies versus other. But um, we can we can confirm we can we can be certain that neither of us put Episode Five at last on our list. <laughs> yes, this is correct. Uh, well, without further ado, should we begin by hopping into the list? Again, for those that uh, maybe you didn't manage to catch our episode where we did this with the episodes of Star Wars Visions, we ranked each of our favorite episodes from that show as well. Um, we're both going to kind of go simultaneous to one another, so we'll reveal our 11th at the same time, 10th, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up until we get towards the top, and we'll reveal our favorites as well at the end of the episode, so... Um, yes. Do we want to, in terms of, I know they'll be revealed at the same time, but in terms of talking it out back and forth, do you, we mm -hmm. want to go one by one revealing like my 11th, your 11th, your 10th, well, I think we'll, my 10th? We'll, I mean, I think we'll, yeah, we'll, uh, they'll both pop up on the screen, but then, yeah, we can go back and forth on, you know, what we thought of ours, each other's, you know, okay. it'll be a, be a good. Do you want to guess my 11th? <laughs> your, your, your 11th is Rise of Skywalker. It, it 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 is Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> okay, and you're like, ooh, Solo, interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. I yes. I mean, I I think people have. I'll keep mine very brief because I'm more interested in what you have to say about Solo as your mm -hmm. least favorite film. Um, because I feel like I've probably ranted on episodes before about why Nine is my least favorite. I just I don't I don't love the story of it. It yeah. doesn't feel like it makes a ton of sense coherently. Right. Um. It's a really well-made film, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's a distinction to be made with our list today, too, is that it's not necessarily the quality of the movie um, right. or even the collective feel of the movie as a Star Wars fan base. This is like my personal list yeah. and your personal list. Right. Um, and I've never... I, I will say I've come around on the sequels a lot more than I used to. Nine is the one that I just not manage yeah. to and I, I i don't hate nine right. but least favorite like we said it is least my favorite. least favorite it is <laughs> definitely my least favorite um for many reasons but i've probably said those before so i'm, I'm more interested to hear why you are, are not a big fan of uh solo again we're using least favorite <laughs> so least favorite with, yeah, with, yeah, yeah with with solo i forget which episode of visions this happened to but it was one of those where i would i would start with one movie Mm -hmm. And then the next movie would come in. And then, so Solo was the one that kept hitting a movie and then just dropping just below it, just below it, just below it. And unfortunately, got all the way down to 11. And I, I, for, I, I, I love, I, I actually do really like the movie, but there is, there doesn't seem to me to be a lot of reason for it. <laughs> I guess, you know, that, you know, there, there is, I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, at the end, you got Darth Maul, you've got, 
Um, you know the the was it Crimson Dawn? Is I think that's the name. Crimson Dawn, yeah, right? yeah. So there's a Which lot is... of cool things kind of starting up, mm-hmm. um, from Solo, but you know, in and of itself, I, it, it just didn't it didn't give me a lot of reason to 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 put it up against a lot of the other movies. So it's it wasn't again it was not because I didn't like it. It was because it just didn't hold enough value to me throughout the the rest of the movies. That's fair. I, I wouldn't say like I, I think when Solo came out. By the way, Solo is the only movie on uh, on our list today that I've still only seen once. Mm. So I don't know if I'm if I've frankly seen it more than once. To I don't know if my my opinion matters as as much on this. But <laughs> the one time I did see it, um, I I enjoyed it. But I totally get what you're saying about it. That it kind of felt like. You know, you could have not seen it and it wouldn't have really right. changed anything. I mean, like you right. said, the Darth Maul reveal is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun to see Donald Glover's performance. I, I really love Donald Glover in it as well. Yeah. Which I, I haven't heard. Are we getting a, a, a Lando show? I feel like that kind of flew I, under I the do, radar and I, now I, is I not think, a thing anymore. Yeah, I think over the past maybe four or five months, maybe even six months, there was a little bit of, of buzz about even that happening again mm-hmm. and i think donna glover had said i'm either he was still waiting for it or there was you know some type of hold up so that it just doesn't happen that way yeah yeah i i i can i can accept solo at 11 <laughs> yeah makes sense <laughs> um so rise of skywalker at 11 for me solo mm-hmm. at 11 for you and then our 10th favorites let's see for me is Attack of the Clones. For you is Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so there we weren't like super yeah. far off on either of those. Um, is there anything different about Rise of Skywalker that anything else from what I've said that, that made you put it at 10? So I think before you, before we did our rewatches, I think you said you had only watched it the one time in, in the theater. Mm-hmm. I had actually watched it a few times. Uh, over over the you know actually that that weekend of the release and then over the years since then so you know there's part of me that that did enjoy it as well but i think the um but uh, yeah it's it's kind of not the surprise of every anybody that that there's some people that don't like rise of skywalker and again not that i didn't like it but it just fell very low on my list yeah i think something i left out on about rise of skywalker the Palpatine thing still kind of rubs me the wrong way. That is one mm, thing I yes. I do want to make sure I mention that as as being yeah. a, I guess what I would consider a valid reason for me not loving the film. But mm, mm-hmm. um, nonetheless, I had Attack of the Clones at number ten for me. Um, I am a prequel fan. I yeah. would be the first. This is to actually tell kind you, of this actually kind of shocks me a little bit. Really? Yeah, that, I, that I got this low. So, I debated on putting this one slightly higher on my list and a lot mm-hmm. of people will tell you that one is their least favorite prequel phantom menace mm-hmm. for me attack of the clones is my least favorite prequel um mm-hmm. it's again there's there's a considerable divide between 10 and 11 for me on my list um but mm-hmm. i i actually again this is the first star wars film i ever saw which is still kind of shameful if you ask me. i was gonna i was gonna wait until you said it so that's <laughs> But um, I just I remember this one a lot for me is, is a lot of nostalgia. Um, the plot's not great. The scenes with Anakin and Padme are almost unbearable to watch at times. Uh, the CGI is still kind of like getting to that point where it doesn't look wonky and goofy. Mm-hmm. I, w- I will say one point about this movie, which a lot of people probably don't like. I actually love CGI Yoda in the scene where he fights Dooku in this film. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> Like uh, watching that as a kid, I was like, "Who is this green guy? This is awesome!" You know, <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> uh, but for what it's worth, as a movie, not a huge fan of Episode Two, and and definitely my least favorite prequel for what it's oh. worth. Cool. How are we feeling about number nine? I'm I'm curious to see what your first prequel on your list is going to be. All right, let's see what number nine is. Episode. Oh, we have the same thing. No, oh no, you no, have. No. You have seven. I have Force, Inter- Force Awakens. Joey, I love this. I love this take. Yeah. Okay. This is great. Do you want me to go first with my? Yeah. Nine you go with... first. You go first. You go okay. first with what? What? You, so you pick Last Jedi. 
Yes, Last Jedi. Um, I genuinely debated on putting this higher on my list, which might surprise you a little bit. Higher meaning like lower number, like seven yeah, yeah. or eight. Um, in many ways, this is my favorite sequel film, but I think there's just so much that happens in this movie that is. Uh, mm -hmm. in in contrary to what happens in Force Awakens, and again we've talked about this before. Different directors, different dire mm -hmm. uh, different vision, different direction with the film, kind of like turned everything on a one eighty. There's just so many things that happen in this film that you kind of are forced, not forced, but you know things you've no pun intended there as well. Um, <laughs> things that you've never like seen happen before, and you're like, does does that happen in this universe? Like right. Like the what do they call it? The force timing thing. That mm -hmm. that that to me <laughs> still is kind of like like dot like this concept of being a dyad and like all this yeah. other stuff. You're like, I guess. And then mm -hmm. um throne room scene is cool. I wish they would have done more with Snoke as a character. Although the the fight scenes in that throne room scene are a little I don't know little lackluster in my opinion mm. but mm -hmm. um the thing the reason that this is nine and not 10 or 11 on my list though is that it at least tried to be different sure and i sure. and i think that's why maybe just to like be a contrarian sometimes i'm like eight is last jedi is my favorite sequel episode eight <laughs> is my favorite sequel just because at least it tried to be different yeah but there's a lot of things about it that kind of I'm not a huge fan of. So for that reason, mm -hmm. it's at number nine. I'm curious mm -hmm. why you have Force Awakens at number nine. So, I mean, you know, this this obviously puts Last Jedi above Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. And I, it's for that same reason. Force Awakens was a copy of New Hope, you know? So I feel that because of that, it kind of bumps down the originality of it. I love I love the, and we've talked about this, you know, at, at you know, at nauseum, the actors in it were great in in mm -hmm. the sequels. You know, I think they were underutilized, but I think they, uh, you know, and the excitement going into Force Awakens, I still think probably met my expectations when I watched it in the theater. But then after rewatching it here and here, you know, here and there, the the excitement for it kind of goes down a little bit. Where I find you know kind of different differences in other movies that I've watched with uh, mm -hmm. in Star Wars. So I think, and I think it's because of the almost predictability, almost down to Death Star versus um, Star Star. What is it? Starbase. Star Killer. Star Killer Base. Yeah, Star Killer Base and Death Star are kind of exactly the same thing. Like, oh, but it's bigger, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, how do we how do we get in there? Oh, we just got to blow things up. Even Han says it, you know. So, <clears throat> I think the as much as I wanted it to be higher, because I again I I do enjoy the movies. Um, the, this is one of the movies that just kept falling down the, the ladder here. Yeah. I, I'll have a couple things to say about that one as well when it <laughs> appears on my list, but I, I, I greatly respect everything you just said <laughs> because I feel the same way. <laughs> uh, should we see our number eights? Yeah. Let's see what's up. Here's your solo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we're kind of getting like a little bit mm -hmm. of, or, or we have sort of the same mix of movies in mm -hmm. our eight through eleven spots, maybe with the exception of uh, a difference in a sequel, but um, Solo for me is one again that I've only seen once, and so maybe I do need—I definitely do need to do a rewatch mm -hmm. of it. Um, but I, I enjoyed the, I guess the uniqueness of it. It didn't feel like a Star Wars film a lot of the times. It kind of felt like this this adventure film that just happened to be featuring Han Solo, right? And then there was like tons of new characters, with the inclusion of old characters, of course, like like Lando with Donald Glover playing him. Um, I feel like I was one of the only people that didn't. Oh, this might be sacrilege because I know you love Lando, oh, but no. I didn't. I didn't love. Uh lando's role in the film mm -hmm. i kind of wish it would have been more i i guess that's like the point of a backstory is that some people aren't exactly as you've always thought them to be but i kind mm -hmm. of wish it would have been more like his adventures with han solo mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. as the movie 
And again, I've only seen it once, so maybe I just need to do a rewatch. I'm also a big Woody Harrelson fan. So anytime yeah. I get to see him in a film, I'm like, oh, awesome. So when he was introduced as uh, Beckett, I think was his name. Tobias Beckett. Yeah, Tobias Beckett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed his character a lot. Mm-hmm. He was one of my favorite parts of the film. And then, of course, the reveal of uh, Darth Maul at the end. And, and actually, I think I saw this before I saw Game of Thrones. And okay. so after I saw Game of Thrones, who, of course, Amelia Clark plays Daenerys yes. in, um, I was like, wait, she was in Solo. <laughs> she was uh, uh, Kira. And I was like, what the heck? And so I, I still haven't seen it again since I watched Game of Thrones. So I, uh... I would like to go. I would probably like only think of her as Daenerys the whole time I was watching it. But <laughs> anyways, uh, I enjoy the film. And I would say this for me on my list is another sort of well eight eight to ten for me are kind of all together in the same general Mm -hmm. range i would say gotcha kind of interchangeable yeah i could easily slide any of them i I, the thing i would most like to do maybe i could easily switch eight and nine with each other Mm -hmm. um but i i feel good at good with attack of the clones at 10 nice yeah all right at number eight i had attack of the clones episode two um this kind of the way I did these rankings is that I I, I ranked each each uh, trilogy first. So one, mm. two, three, how do they rank against each other? Four, five, six, how do they rank? Seven, eight, nine. So out of the out of the prequels, you know, episode two kind of fell down the most, and then I then that's when I kind of mixed and matched between the the other the other trilogies here. Same reasons that you had. There are some very cringeworthy, <laughs> cringeworthy moments uh, that I didn't particularly enjoy, but I I I kind of enjoyed the the Yoda uh, was well, the Yoda Dooku fight in that one, right? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed I enjoyed Dooku. I enjoyed you know kind of a new. I remember when I watched this in the theaters that I there was a lot of just who who's that who's this and you know there were so many new you know aliens. There's so many new characters and. Uh, so I, I thought, I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Hayden back then, you know, and especially his early work like in, in these two films. Um, but I, I, I could appreciate what he was trying to do. I think the longer as time, you know, the further we get from the actual release date, I can, I'm able to enjoy these things a little bit more, especially now because they have more books and they have more comics and more stories kind of around the clone wars era so i think that's what this actually if you asked me this question four or five years ago episode two is much further down you know Mm -hmm. um but now you know now that i'm able to get a little bit more context around the characters and everything like that i think it's just brought it a little bit higher and i I can start enjoying it i still maybe you know wince a little bit whenever i see an anakin and padme scene but um, at least I know it'll end soon. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think the uh, at the end of it all, it's it's still like you know, like it's not the, my least favorite anymore. But now it's uh, it's kind of moving its way up. There you go. Look at look at you advocating for the prequels. I know. What am I doing <laughs> with myself? Get me out of here. <laughs> and it also gave us one of the the best Star Wars characters of all time. This is true. Dexter Jetster. Dexter. Jetster. <laughs> yes. That's where I was going. Uh, Cal Dooku. Cal Dooku is a pretty <laughs> yeah, cool yeah. character. Uh, do you want to do your number seven? Talk about yours yeah. before. Can I guess what yours is? Sure. I think you're going to put Phantom Menace here. You think Phantom Menace is there? Okay. Oh, I got it. Let's go. Look at you. <laughs> Nicely done. All right, and you well, have Force Awakens. Interesting. I do have Force Awakens there. Yeah. Which okay, means can... that now I've got all the sequels situated yeah, on my list. Sequels, yes. So I can talk about Phantom Menace first. So the, I think. Honestly, Darth Maul. Yes. Just, just like like just to have the existence of Darth Maul, and and I mean really Qui Gon, you know, a young Obi Wan. These are really cool. This was a really cool movie to see. You know, I understand if if it if people, you know, we've talked about uh, people of certain generations saying, "Oh, that's not my Star Wars," and you know all this. And I can see it. I can see where this is very much not like the original trilogy. As you know, I'm I'm much more on that generation. But 
I can still appreciate, you know, when I see something real, real cool, you know? Yeah. So once, once we, and again, it brought a whole new world. It opened up the world a ton, seeing things like Naboo for the first time and, you know, uh, and all of these different worlds, all these different aliens. So I think episode one, um, easily, easily from, uh, at least from the, the sequels, definitely better than Attack of the Clones. So that was an easy one. Um, obviously, it leaves one more, <laughs> as you can see. But either way, I think, uh, you know, Phantom Menace with Darth Maul and kind of the origins of Anakin and all that. Although that casting could have been better, too. But, you know, he's a yeah. child. I can't, I can't hate on him too much. Um, I know he got, I, I believe he got a lot of flack for that as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of it, you know, it's still a Star Wars story and I, and I still enjoyed it. Man, I I appreciate you putting Phantom Menace that high. <laughs> You'll notice it's not on my list. <laughs> I see that. I haven't there's, seen it yet. Yes. There's going to be some serious disagreers with our but Phantom Menace But here's the Menace thing. Like, you, you have been a prequel lover through and through. So I'm not I do. Even, I'm I do love the prequels. Yeah. Um, well, I guess before uh, before I talk about Phantom Menace, which will appear a little bit higher up on my list, um, I had Force Awakens at number seven on my list. Um, Force Awakens is an interesting film because it does all the right things. It just does them the same as episode four. Yep. And so kind of what you alluded to when you talked about it at, at the spot you had it on the list is that um, it, it, it's not, it doesn't feel original for most of it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, you know, Oh, there's another Death Star, and it's even bigger this time. Exactly. How is it even bigger this time? Uh, <laughs> I do love the characters. I, I love Kylo Ren as a, as a villain, which I don't think I did following The Rise of Skywalker. I think mm-hmm. I almost had this like a little bit of resentment for the character of Kylo Ren, just because I was like, they could have done so much more with him. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he is one of the brightest spots of the sequel trilogy. Um, I feel like I had one more th- important thing I wanted to say about this film, and now it's like blanking on me. But um, yeah, as, as a whole, I just think, oh, I know what I was going to say. My, my feelings leaving the theater after this movie came out was overwhelmingly positive. I was excited for eight. I was looking forward to like, where are they going to go with the sequels? And then, you know, we all know kind of just the difference in plot from seven to eight to nine and how they don't really seem to fit together hardly at all. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think we should look at eight and nine and some of the shortcomings, especially nine, not necessarily eight, but definitely nine. I don't think we should look at the shortcomings of the other sequels and retroactively apply them to episode seven. Because it's like, as a film, this movie works great. I would say it's the most complete, most well-made film of the three sequels, in my opinion. And at the time was definitely the one I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you could make a case for me now that I like Last Jedi just as much. But uh, for me, Force Awakens uh, definitely deserves its spot at Episode 7. is my probably my favorite sequel. Right. You want to guess, guess my number six? Uh... I mean that's that's Phantom Menace there. Nice. I'm thinking of Phantom Menace. Yes. <laughs> what if I had Phantom Menace at like number two or number I, I, one? I mean, again, I wouldn't be surprised because prequel lover through and through. I I will be the first to admit that if you disagree with me having Phantom Menace at episode at a uh, number six, I, I I can fully accept that you, that you would want it lower. Uh, <laughs> there's there's so much about this film that just especially in comparison to the original trilogy, as you talked about, it just doesn't even feel like the same world. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is overwhelmingly a story about politics for large portions yes. of the film, which mm-hmm. I think rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I, I personally does not bother me, which is, I think another reason why I have it this high on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Jar Jar is another thing that at the time people still to this day, hate Jar Jar, which is kind of crazy to me because can he be annoying? Sure, but like that's kind of the purpose of the character, and, you know. And in the end, like I, I never had this animosity towards Jar Jar. In right. fact, I kind of liked him growing mm-hmm. up. And so when 
you know, you get to like those teenage years and you realize, oh, people really don't like this character. Like, right. wow, that's kind of interesting. Same thing with Jake Lloyd, uh, young Anakin. Yeah. You talked about that. I've never, I, I don't love his performance in the role, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to be out there and be like, Jake Lloyd is the worst. You know, it's just right. like, yeah. it's, it's, this film is also a great example of how, um, in the age that was transitioning into like social media, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, we weren't quite there when this came out in 99, but it was, it was right at the dawn of the internet and just like media being global. And so right. you can imagine how these people, these real people felt with all this criticism and hate that were being directed their way, uh, which is largely, you know, not, not their right. out there doing. They're just, you know, acting the way they were told to act. So, right. Anyways, I'll get off my soapbox. Uh, <laughs> stop hating on a mod vest and Jake That's Lloyd. That's right. And just and just love Phantom Menace and <laughs> and most importantly, like uh, the the duel of the fates is incredible. It's yeah. You know this. I didn't this, even mention that in mine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this spot would be like probably two or three lower if Duel of the Fates and Darth Maul were not in the film. Right. Uh, we love Liam Neeson. We love young Obi Wan. We love Darth Maul. Just great, great stuff. I, I mm-hmm. genuinely love this movie, and I'm not saying it sarcastically, which I know there's yeah. some people out there probably foaming at the mouth when they hear that. But <laughs> I've got Phantom Menace at number six. Speaking of criticisms and people getting hate online. <laughs> my number six is last jedi we both have very controversial ones at number six probably the most the two most controversial star wars yeah, movies of true. all time the divisive divisiveness yeah. of these two movies mm-hmm. yeah last jedi you know when we had talked when we did our sequel rewatches you know you and i both determined that wow last jedi isn't actually as bad as you know that we thought it was mm-hmm. and a lot of it was the you know they 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 were they were trying something new they were they were going they were doing star wars without doing exactly what you would normally do in star wars you know um there were some misses in there sure but i think with what all that they were trying to accomplish in there um i think that i i feel like i feel connected to it now you know it took me a few years i will admit but looking at looking at it, you know, after seeing everything else that Star Wars has produced, uh, I believe that you know I started to really start enjoying this film, and it's something that's rewatchable for me. I think the the problem with something like Rise of Skywalker, I don't know if I could rewatch that over and over again, you know, mm-hmm. or Force Awakens for the reason I mentioned, where it's just like it's just a repeat of you know of A New Hope. Um, but Last Jedi, I think it's it's something that I could watch and find something new i really like some of the themes in it some of the songs in it the soundtrack i love um like the the theme that's in the um the casino world i can't remember the name of it now um i really like how peppy that is kind of reminds me of the uh, cantina cantina song and yeah it just it, it introduced a a side of star wars that i haven't really seen there was, you know, I, I get that there was some, and I think we mentioned this on our, our episode about the sequels, the sequel rewatch. There was some forced comedy in it, yes. I think that kind of something that we saw throughout the sequels is a little bit of forced comedy. Not as natural as Han inside of a Stormtrooper outfit, you know. But I think I think it's, I, you know, for me, this is definitely the best out of the sequels. And um, still can't beat what I've got coming up, obviously. But uh, I think for me... And for you, I think our controversial picks at six. Who knew that that was going to be? Who knew that that was going to be our controversial picks at Order sixty six? <laughs> you could totally convince me, by the way, that Last Jedi is a better movie than Force Awakens, and yeah. I would not argue with it. I, I'm right, yeah. I'm on board with that opinion. Right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Casino World. I looked it up. Canto Bite. Canto Bite. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, number and actually, at this point, we've done six, eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, and we have kind of uh we have the same set of what is that six movies now between the two of us mm-hmm. just in different orders which means our top fives uh, yep. will be the same collection of films most likely in different orders though of course so. yes uh, i think we're gonna have different movies at five i'm like almost certain we will yeah i'm thinking as well Let's what's what's what we uh, what's number five? Oh, okay okay we both have original trilogy mm-hmm. films in our number five spot you've got new hope i've got return of the jedi 
Which okay. one do we want to talk about first? Uh, I can go about New Hope first. Okay. Um, and and remember the way I I I scored all of this is that I went through each of the trilogies and all the other movies and ranked them amongst themselves. New Hope for me was the least favorite. Again, not the I didn't hate it or anything. Least favorite of the three. Um, and I think I've said this before. Luke is kind of whiny. You know, <laughs> you know he's. He's, I mean, I get to the point, you know, where he ends up in Return of Jedi, you need to have that kind of arc, but it just seems so, I don't know, like, the, and again, not at any fault to him, like, you know, he was directed in a certain way, and I, I just wanted him to be a little bit more, more brave, and, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, and, and, th- and we've talked about how that parallel is between this and, um, Force Awakens, where people are like, oh, well, Ray, how did Ray know all to do this? And I go back and say, well, how did Luke know? Like, oh, all of a sudden he he's, he's leading this X-Wing squadron and he's the one taking the shot into the Death Star, you know, so, you know, so there, there's a lot of parallels there. But anyway, um, of course, with this being the first one of it all, I mean, there was great moments in them. I, I Like I mentioned, the comedy in it, I, I really liked Han. Han, I think, in this one, ends up being one of my favorites of the uh, of the cast. Just because of his timing and just kind of he's so natural at it, uh, whereas the as in particular with Luke, you know, not as much. And obviously Leia's, you know, the the that trio of actors is just so amazing. But you know, I would put Han, Leia, the sl- close second, and then Luke. Um, you know, it's funny that Luke is supposed to be the kind of the hero of it, but he's not my favorite. And I think we've talked about that on on a separate episodes as well. But. Yeah, again, this is not saying it's bad. I mean, we're, we got this at five, so, I, you know. And I think we could say that about all these here coming up is just that, I mean, these are our top four. What do you want, top five? What do you want us to say? <laughs> Something's got to be at five. So yeah. I think that's that's where I am here. I can respect that at number five. Um, my my apologies to the Ewoks for placing Return of the Jedi at, at number five on my list and not a little bit higher, but <laughs> we're we're really at the point of the list where you know, everything from here on up, there's not really something that we don't enjoy. And it's kind of just like grasping at straws for like the little differences and subtleties for mm-hmm. why we put them in certain spots. Um, I don't have like a great reason for why mm-hmm. I would put Return of the Jedi uh, lower than both. Well, I-, I could have a good reason for why I put it below Empire. But in terms of its, its comparison to New Hope, um, and, and I'll talk in, about New Hope here in a little bit for my list as well, but I guess Return of the Jedi didn't feel, oh, what's the word? I think sometimes when I watch Return of the Jedi, I think it's I, it's important for, at least for our conversation, for me to put it in the context of episodes four and five. Um, episode four, it's like this new thing. It's like, oh my gosh, here's this kid on Tatooine, like, uh, you're you're learning about the story. You're learning about the world. Like, what is Star Wars? You know, you're kind of going mm-hmm. through that process with New Hope, which I I love that that process of discovering a world and being thrown into it and kind of having to um, understand and 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 learn about it. Uh, Empire is just. I, we'll yeah. talk about that later. I'll I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll save my thoughts on Empire. Uh, Return of the Jedi to me has always just felt like the three when I compare it to the other two. Uh, that I the one that I enjoyed the least. I think a lot of that is centered around Luke as a character. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel like he conveys quite the same level of expression or emotion. Maybe Mm -hmm. Um, I just, and, and maybe that's in, in comparison to how you described him in episode four as whiny, but in episode six, and maybe this is the point that he's supposed to be expressionless and emotionless because I don't want to say emotionless. He has emotion, but compared to the other two films, um, because he's like, now he is this master Jedi. And so he's more of this like contained, uh, has it all together, you know, isn't going to get lost in his anger sort of vibes. So I guess that's my best reasoning for why I would put return of the Jedi at, at number six. And again, I love this movie. The, the final battle between him and, Mm -hmm. and Vader is great. Um, including like Palpatine as well in there. I think I'm a bigger fan of the episode four uh, ending than the episode okay. six ending. 
which is also another reason um outside of the of the final duel in return of the jedi all else considering if i'm just comparing both the episodes endings i would probably still mm-hmm. go with episode four as the favorite for me but um anyways return of the jedi number five for me nice. I, I have a feeling we're gonna be talking about both these films again here pretty pretty shortly <laughs> yeah. but we'll, we'll see what our number fours are ah oh interesting okay something i wasn't gonna ask you about until we got to it on your list but i figured it would be pretty high on your list because i know mm-hmm. how much you love this movie yeah. is rogue one so mm-hmm. for me i had rogue one at four mm-hmm. you had revenge of the sith episode three at number four yes you wanted to talk about revenge of the sith yeah. or do you want me to go rogue one first you, uh you go rogue one first let's see what let's hear what you gotta say okay uh this is by far i would say the best film that disney has made since acquiring star wars uh, probably I would even say, and some fans of The Mandalorian might not agree with this, I would say the best piece of Disney Star Wars TV show or movie, uh, Rogue One, yeah. for me personally. Uh, it, it adds a lot to the simple person in Star Wars. Not the simple person, but the, the non-Jedi is what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes, yes. like The background characters, it gives them purpose, it gives them meaning. Like, who were the people that delivered these plans so that Luke could go and destroy the Death Star? Uh, and now we know, like, we've received a whole show about Andor, which I would argue is is on par with the quality of, of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I actually like Andor a little bit more than The Mandalorian at this point in time. But yep. um, there's some great characters. We got uh, uh, Tarkin, even though it was the, the CGI'd yeah. version of him, right? Um, so that was pretty cool to see mixed in with new characters like, um, oh, Krennic. That's the guy whose name I'm Krennic, thinking yeah. of. Uh, so, you know, Ro- Rogue One, I think more than anything, uh, it surprised people at how good it was. And that's one mm-hmm. of the best feelings, not just as a Star Wars fan, but as a fan of anything, especially movies. Like when right. you go into something, not expecting it to be incredible. And you walk out thinking, holy cow, that was amazing. That was how I felt after watching Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And when I heard the announcement, the news that Disney wasn't going to be making any more standalones after Solo, I, I have to admit, I was really bummed. Because mm-hmm. while Solo may not have been as good as Rogue One, I think Rogue One is an example of how when you don't operate within the confines of this, like, conglomerate that is disney especially like the sequels where you have to like fit the story and all this other you know oversight that goes into making a movie like that a lot of that doesn't apply to rogue one and i think that is a huge reason why this movie was so good right Uh, and and not to mention which i'm sure i'll I'll let you talk about some of your favorite characters because i know that's a big reason why you like Mm -hmm. this movie Uh, but a lot of the characters when it comes to their understanding of the force it was was new in a way that didn't feel questioning like it sometimes did in the sequels when we learned something new about the Force. Right. Uh, Why do you have Revenge of the Sith at your number four? Revenge of the Sith. So again, top of my uh, prequels for sure. There was so much happening in this movie. I think that's what I love about it. It's just... And and, um, previous... uh, A couple weeks ago when we had Alex on the show... Uh, you know, I've 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 had her have discussions about how episode three might have could be the one movie that we quote the most out yeah. of all the Star Wars. There's just so many, you know, you know, the entire scene with Anakin and uh, Obi Wan on Mustafar. That whole that whole scene, that entire thing of the fight. Well, when when Padme's there and everything. That I mean, that it it it. Everything that the sequels were going to ended on that point. I mean, you knew eventually he'd turn into Vader. Then there's that whole scene when he turns into Vader. But, you know, we know it all ends there, you know. And the the payoff at the end of that was just amazing. You see uh, how Palpatine was able to come out on top, you know, once again. Uh, you see Yoda defeated. When did you ever think you'd ever see Yoda defeated? Um, and it, it very much gives those... You know, and we'll talk about this in a bit. Those Empire Strikes Back vibes, you know, where mm-hmm. at the end of it, you're just like, it's kind of like, now what do you do? You know, but then there's a still that little bit of hope. You know, you know what ends up happening. 
you know, Leia and Luke go their separate ways. And, you know, so just everything about that movie um, really, really hit, you know, hard with me. So I was, I'm actually, you know, as I was going through this list, I couldn't, I, you know, when I was lining it up against other movies, this one was holding strong for a while. And I was, in, in all honesty, was shocked because of it, you know, because as you know, I'm more of an original trilogy kind of guy. And to, for me to have it above A New Hope. That's what I was, was going to say. Was super surprising for me. So um, really learned about myself during this little exercise, you know. <laughs> but I, I think it was a, uh, but now that I've kind of finally gone through it in my head and uh, kind of seeing it. Um, and especially like, like um, Ewan McGregor's performance, incredible I mean, you have the the fight with Mace Windu, you know, with with Luke, uh, with Anakin. I almost said Luke with Anakin there. Just everything. I mean, it just it was just uh, a, uh, like you said, the top five is just going to be kind of neck and neck with each other. Yeah. This one, obviously, and mm-hmm. I and I wonder, I wonder if I was introduced into Star Wars a little later, like you were, if this would actually go up higher on my list, you know. So it may be just because of when I saw it. I just have more time with the original trilogies. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't, my, don't tell my brother, but this is, you know, this is kind of where I, this is where it landed with me. As uh, as good old Palpatine would say, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Sith, number four for you, which means our number threes are. So I've got New Hope at number three. Okay, you've got Rogue One at number three. So. Still pretty close to one another in the grand scheme of things from and again, these are ones that we both have already discussed on on separate sides. Do you want to talk about the characters yeah. in Rogue One and then I yeah, can touch course. on New Hope one more time? Well, as much as you said, I, I think seeing Star Wars in this light was really incredible. Going into this movie, I didn't really have many expectations. Even when they showed it, I forget if it was at a celebration or if it was at like D twenty three or wherever it was. When they first show the trailer or just the original images from it, I'm like, what is this going to be about? I don't see any lightsabers. I don't see any stormtroopers, you know. You just kind of seeing these, you know, nine just kind of regular looking people. How fun is that going to be, you know? <laughs> um, so when I watched it in the theater, I'm like, wow, this is super compelling just to see the the everyday man, everyday woman fight the Empire, you know, and and the the reasoning behind the the motivation behind each of these characters um just end up when they end up together they're able to you know do something pretty huge that ends up leading to new hope and everything like that um and kind of what you alluded to the characters in this this uh movie just really really grabbed it you know I really gravitated towards cuz obviously we've got you know for the first time like you know pretty important characters who are also Asians and Beige, Chirot, and um, Bodhi. Um, so that was huge. And then, uh, and then Latino uh, actor in, of course, Andor. So, I, you know, I, just, just seeing that representation, you know, that's a huge thing for me, like you were saying. And just seeing that, it just was just, it, it meant a lot to me, you know, mm-hmm. to see it in a Star Wars movie. So, and it meant a lot to the people in my community as well. So it, just seeing that and for it to be so good too, it's just like, see, this is this is what you could do if you have, you know, different types of people out there, you know, representing. So that's why I I love this movie. Honestly, this 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 slides three two three two. I could easily put it at two as well. But for for this one, for just that day, I put it at three. So I kind of was surprised because I'm like, what, did I put it at two or three? I kind of didn't remember. <laughs> but but yeah, so it's at three here today. I like that. Yeah, I mean, Rogue One there's people out there who this is their favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, I you know, I can't hate on that opinion because Rogue One is, right. is an incredible film. Right. And, oh, and, and can we just, one last thing. Mm-hmm. The Vader scene at the end. Ho, ho, ho. Like, yes, I know we didn't we even did, talk about that. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I, like, like, I did, like I said earlier, like, there's no lightsabers. What the heck? And the entire time, the entire movie, practically, <laughs> there was no lightsabers. And at the very end, you're like, that's why I wanted lightsaber. You know? <laughs> Enter Darth Vader. Yeah, and he just slices through the entire rebellion. So I think the uh, so although like a majority of it wasn't the Star Wars that I'm used to, they they still gave us that little bit that you needed to be like, ah, I feel like I'm at home. Yeah. Such oh, man, I need to watch that scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I had New Hope at number three. For me, this is, I think, at this position, because I, I put a pretty high value on the thing that starts the love for everything that this is. Everything that Star Wars yeah. is started here. Right. And so, you know, you meet the characters. And I will say, the characters, the way they're... Uh, the way they're written in this movie, I think that's part of why Star Wars, when it came out, was so successful. Because it felt like there was someone for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I, I think that model of, like, a, a trio of main characters works really well. But it really succeeds when you can, like, see yourself in those characters. Right. And so I feel like they covered a good range. And especially I want to highlight Princess Leia. Because I think... This is really the first time, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, within like pop culture that it was like, here's a really strong female character for like a, a lot of young girls who maybe had never even considered getting into like stuff sci-fi related like Star Wars. So um, and then, you know, you have this this wide eyed, bushy haired Luke who's just like wants to go out and explore the world. And then you have right. the the rough and rugged Han Solo. So <laughs> it's like this, this cast of characters that comes together. And, and by the end of the film, you know, is, is united in a cause is, is pretty special. And yeah. Um, not to mention, this is like when we get to see lightsabers for the first time. Yeah. Which, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about like details of this star Wars show or why this star Wars movie is that good or why uh, this star Wars character is one of the better star Wars characters in all of, you know the universe but when it comes down to it one of the first things that we all fell in love with as star wars fans was seeing someone hold a lightsaber it's <laughs> like like can that weapon exist in our world that is so cool you know right uh and so this is like the introduction of that this is like learning what a lightsaber is like what the force is this is like foundational yeah. to star wars so um i i guess i'll leave my thoughts there at, at that one and say that uh, as a movie, the only downside, I think, to this one is that the pacing is maybe a little bit slow. But I think that's okay. And I think it's a lot more widely accepted with some of the older movies. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't really notice it unless I'm, like, purposely looking for it. So, um, episode four, New Hope, one of, my, one of my favorites coming in at number three. We've got two left on our yep. lists here for each of us. Um, which means there we can get, only be both of them. Yeah, there can only be uh, <laughs> one movie or the other on each of these spots for us. Let's see what we got. So at number two, okay, okay. Wow, okay, you are shocking me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I I think I think I'll very briefly touch on episode three because that's my number mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. You had Empire at number two. Yes. And uh, you had Return of the Jedi at number one. I had Empire at number one. Okay. I think I'll get the episode three thing out of the way. That way we can kind of collectively talk about mm -hmm. Empire. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. Okay. Uh, episode three, you mentioned it. it is one of the most, if not the most uh, quotable Star Wars film. I would say by far the best prequel movie. It is the best insight into the character of Anakin which really is what Star Wars is all about. And I would say the entire trilogy, um, maybe with the exception of like the last two or three minutes of Return of the Jedi. And, and, and actually, I would even argue that some parts of, of Rebels are that way too. But mm. uh, beside the point, I think uh, Revenge of the Sith gives the best insight into the character of Anakin because you get to go through that process of struggle uh, and and transformation into Vader, and you get to see why it happened. Because imagine for, you know, 30 years at that point, there had been people who thought, how could he do that? Like, how could he betray the Jedi? Why did he betray the Jedi? This is, and I, I think I've used this analogy before, this is like having a 100-piece puzzle with a piece missing for a decade. And then you find the piece and you're like, oh my gosh, I see how it fits together. I think right. I've also used that same analogy with Rogue One uh, and how it fits between three and four. But I, I would say the analogy is even more apt with Revenge of the Sith as it relates to just the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy together. Um, it, it is 
it is one of the most special films for me. And, and the battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin is just yeah. like a cherry on top of everything. It's it's great. Um, so I, I won't yeah. rant too much more about episode three. I, I'm not I love mad the about movie. It. I'm not mad about it. Like I said, if I was if I was born a little bit later, that that might be my number two as well. Well, now I feel bad about putting Return of the Jedi at number five on my <laughs> list because you have it at number one on your list. Uh, we both have Empire in our top two, though. You have it at two. Mm -hmm. I have it at one. Yeah. What was the decision-making process behind uh, those two movies? So for me, Return of the Jedi was the first movie that I remember like seeing in the theaters. And I think that there's a lot of, you know, we talk about this is our personal list, right? This is wherever we were in our lives when we had watched all these movies. And I think Return of the Jedi just holds a very, very special place in my heart, um, in my Star Wars heart, in my actual heart, for um, uh, to be this number one pick. Because, again, you know, I, I watched it with my brother, and I kind of remember Ewoks. I remember how... I know you, you, you mentioned the differences between the endings of episode, you know, of uh, Return of the Jedi and, and, and New Hope. How you like a new hope better? I actually like this one better because that well, when they originally had the yub nub celebration at the end there, um, it just it kind of felt like it felt like this was it. We we made it. We got to this point, and we all are ended up together, and then ended up with that really cheesy like you know shot of all of them at the end, whatever. But like <laughs> that really resonated with me. And then kind of what you mentioned the the fight with Vader and Luke at the end was just so so iconic to me it ended up being so you know i remember that i remember thinking while where you said luke was i know you kind of went back on and say it wasn't he wasn't like emotion he was emotionless but he, he vader knew how to flip the switch on him and then you know ultimately he just goes off on him you know so just that whole thing where empire strikes back um i know this is a ton of people's number one you know and but again, I think the, my experience with Return Jedi was a little bit more, and that's kind of why I kept it there. But with Empire, you know, as a as a whole, it was such a good movie. You know, there is such a wild ride you went through. You, yeah, I mean, this is this is the first time we saw. I think this is the first time we saw Hoth, right? So Hoth Hangout. You know, this is obviously a <laughs> kind of a special place for us. And um, the introduction of Lando, you know, ended up mm -hmm. being one of my favorite characters, obviously. Uh, so there, there was a lot, obviously, with Empire Strikes Back, and where, where, um, Episode Three left that kind of hanging, like, oh, where are we gonna go now? This is they got that 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 formula from Empire Strikes Back, where mm -hmm. you just like, you know, everything's in disarray, Hans and Carbonite, you know, you got all this stuff that you know, how are you ever gonna make it out of this, you know? And I, I feel that's even why. Jedi is even higher because it kind of for me it makes that payoff. You see the difference in what Luke is from Return of the Jedi from Empire Strikes Back and especially from A New Hope. So you see the that change in him where you know the, the this is this is where he's ending up. This is where he's going to be. And this is the Luke that so many people remember. The green lightsaber was a, a huge thing for me. Uh Jabba <laughs> Jabba's palace, I mean just like everything, you know, just one thing after another just really resonated with me. I, I enjoyed it all. Um, that's why that I named it one and two. What about your your thoughts on Empire? Yeah, I, I I just want to comment on the thing you said about Luke. That is a good point. When we think about Luke, what's the first color lightsaber you think of him holding? Yeah, the green one. Yeah, that is a good point. That is a good yeah. point. Um, I I love Empire so much. Um, not only is the opening planet of Empire the <laughs> Uh, the source of inspiration for the name of our podcast. But I, I think Empire does, it, it, it takes a new hope and it says, hold my beer. <laughs> because it just takes, it yeah. takes new hope and it expands everything that we, mm -hmm. we love about it. Um, it fleshes out the characters. It fleshes out the force. You get to explore what really the force is in empire in a way that we didn't in uh a new hope or maybe if we did in a new hope a lot of it was theoretical and through the lens of how luke was perceiving obi-wan other than how luke was training under yoda and, and so getting to see 
what it means to be force sensitive and what the force is and not just kind of hear about it and think of it as like a mythos or legend sort of thing i think is really cool uh the training scene on dagobah is is great uh this movie also is very quotable uh this mm -hmm. has lines like never tell me the odds yeah and then do or do not there is no try and then of course like perhaps the greatest most quoted scene of all time not just in star wars of any movie is no i am your father <laughs> right that's true so i just i am so jealous of the people who sat in theaters in 1980 watching this and were like what no way mm -hmm. for you know for me someone who uh, was was born after the originals came out and grew up in a culture um where it was just common knowledge that Darth Vader was Luke's father. You know, I didn't get to experience that excitement of like finding that out for myself. And so I, I just, I, it puts a smile on my face when I think about the initial reaction of everyone who had seen New Hope gone into Empire and then had right. their mind blown at the end of that movie. Which, by the way, I, I think the fight scene, you could make, you could argue the fight scene in Return of the Jedi um, in, in terms of choreography is better than the empire choreography fight scene sure sure i i, th I think it's close but i i personally like the empire fight scene um for its dialogue i think that's what not that the dialogue in return of the jedi the in fight scene isn't good too but just i like the build up to the reveal of of who darth vader is it makes yeah. it a pretty special moment um and all in all i think i think empire is also probably you can make the case the darkest of the three original oh. films. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and so maybe even the darkest of any of the films, uh, you know. Uh, and so I, I think with that, I, I respond to realism, I think, sometimes in the movies that I, that I enjoy most. Yes. And so when Empire ends, it doesn't feel good. It's like Han Solo is off somewhere with, with Boba frozen <laughs> in carbonite. And, you know, what are we going to do now? How, how are we going to go from here? So it's almost this, like, feeling of despair, which, in a really ironic way, almost makes me like the film more because it's not mm. this happy-go-lucky ending. Right, yeah. And it's just, like, I, ne I need to know. I, I like that it right. made me feel the way it did at the end. So Right. Um, everything about Empire is, is, is fantastic. This is, yeah. is and has always been my favorite Star Wars movie, and I... I think it will likely continue to be until hopefully someday there's another movie release that I like even more, mm -hmm. but that is my number one. Nice. <clears throat> what a we list. did it. Yeah, we, we did, did it. it. <laughs> Longer uh, than I, 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 I had expected, but it's fine. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. I think we, we may have hit the hour mark plus yeah, on this for sure. One, so, um, but no, thanks for, uh, fun. thanks for sticking with us. If you made it to the end of listening to our thoughts on our, comparison of our personal favorite star wars lists uh, and also we do want to ask you if you have uh, made it to this point to give us your star wars list down in the comments below i think that's one of my favorite things about making lists is uh, letting other people see it and have their comparisons and even giving their input on what their favorite movies on their lists would be as well so um yeah comment your list down below if you're watching the video version of the podcast any uh, last closing thoughts on our lists before we uh, head towards wrapping things up, Joey? This was so fun. I'm, I, I just love, uh, I love lists for the same reasons. And just, uh, the, I think when we hit these certain episodes when we're just like, oh, I didn't think you would go that high or, yeah, you know, I, I, I still like our number six picks there that, you know, kind of right in the middle where uh, we got some controversial picks in there. Uh, a little bit later than we expected. So I thought this was a lot of fun. Really quick, 10 seconds or less. What's my most surprising one? And I'll tell you what my most surprising one is on your list. On your list? Um, yeah. I would say... I would say a fan, Phantom Menace. I didn't, I didn't think that... Yeah, it really is number six, actually. <laughs> you know, it really funny. is number six. I was going to say Phantom Menace about your list, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it, it that we thought it was going to be lower on both of our lists. Yeah, that, that, that's a little surprising. We're, we're a Phantom Menace podcast here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, 
Um, again, this was fantastic. We hope you enjoyed it. On our next episode, um, we are going to be doing a complete rewatch of the fourth season of Rebels because we are getting closer and closer to the release of Ahsoka. And if you have not seen Rebels and you are excited for the Ahsoka show uh, premiering in mid-August, uh, definitely consider giving Rebels a watch, especially mm-hmm. season four, because it's it's uh, going to tie directly into the beginning of, of season one of Ahsoka. So uh, be on the lookout for next week's episode as well. Well, we have uh, completed our lists. We appreciate you listening. Remember, you can always listen to the Hoth Hangout podcast on Spotify, Apple, or the video version over here on YouTube. Definitely hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and you're not already subscribed. We want to thank you again one more time for 150 subscribers over here in the uh, YouTube world. We appreciate y'all and love y'all very, very much. Check us out on the socials as well, at Hoth Hangout on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Joey, any last thoughts? Oh, I changed my number one pick. Oh. <laughs> what is it now? You. It's all of you. Oh, <laughs> this is where you we play the little uh that little background noise. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh well, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Huge shout out as always to producer Gibbo, who we appreciate so very much for all the uh, scenes and graphics that went into this one behind the scenes and uh, we will catch y'all in next week's episode when we cover season four of rebels to see you there have a fantastic rest of your day and may the force be with you